Hey guys, um, I'm gonna be going live with my co-hosts and we're gonna be discussing the tell-all. So anybody who wants to discuss the tell-all with us, hey Kim, um, we're gonna be discussing the tell-all for a while. I just got in Florida so I can't really um, film. Hey Bestie, um, hey Rishi. So we're gonna do a, a live of the podcast tonight. It's the first of its kind, so I hope you guys are ready for a crash course. Um, let me invite the co-hosts in here so we can, oh wait, I see you guys. So, Aditi and Kara. Hi, hey Bestie. Hey Rishi, how are you? Sorry guys, I'm just waiting on my co-host to join. Give me like five seconds. Um, I'm trying to invite you guys. Hold on. Dee Dee and Kara. Rishi, you should join. I feel like everybody wants to know what's going on with you. You didn't see it until just now. We j Actually, Rishi, we just saw it too. It just went off like an hour ago. So we just saw it too. Bestie, stop it. Did you buy a badge? Stop it. You didn't have to do that. Thank you. There you are. Kara's here. you bestie i know the tell all was crazy so um i have so much to talk about i have so many questions so hey e. sorry it wasn't that's okay that's okay so i i want to i was waiting for Didi. i don't know um where Didi is but i just wanted to know what was the craziest moment for you in this tell-all? Because Debbie called Jamie a predator and a lot of people are like, Twitter was exploding with craziness. So everybody is freaking out. I'm kind of like shocked. Were you shocked by the comment? A couple of things Debbie said got me. When she called Rishi, I mean, she kind of made fun of the way Rishi was talking a little bit. And then she called him a coward. And then when she went after Jamie, I was like, who is this lady? We don't even know her. Well, she, she seemed so nice, right? When she was like offering up hugs and everything. And I was like, oh, I love this. Debbie is like everybody's mom. She's taking care of everybody. And then she kind of changed on us, right? Yeah. And I felt like, oh, wait, there's Dee Dee. Hold on, let me invite okay. Dee Dee real quick. There's Dee Dee, okay. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of wondering how everybody feels. Hey Jamie, Hi, about about how Debbie has kind of taken a different role. You know, she's kind of changed up on us, and she went from being sweet and someone that everybody was in love with to now people feel a certain type of way. And I'm just yeah. like, where does everybody stand with Debbie? Is Debbie still the same 
most loved cast member? Because you guys know I've tweeted it a million times. She was my most loved yep. cast member. So. I thought she was adorable. I thought she was the sweetest thing. Tonight was just a completely different side of her. I don't even know how to feel. Hi, Dee. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Hi. Some difficulties here. Oh, that's a <laughs> how are you doing? Good. <laughs> so, what is what are your first impressions of the part two of the tell-all? Was it crazy? Oh wow! Yeah, that was putting it, man. I um. You know what? If I if I was Nicole, I would have like, come on, man. Seriously, yeah. just punch the man in the face and just just send him on about his way. Like seriously, that that's ridiculous. How how he was acting? It just goes so, to show that you know it took with Gabe standing up to him, how he just blew up. So just imagine if she's trying to defend herself, how he's acting behind closed doors. So that's what I was going to say, because she was apologizing for him. And I was like, this marriage is going to be constantly her apologizing for the way he's acting. And it's like, at some point, she's going to get tired of just being like, oh my God, I'm sorry for the way he's acting. I'm sorry for the way he's talking to you. I'm sorry for the way he's threatening you. And it's like, at some point, do you really want to live your life just apologizing for your husband over and over? Because she's yeah. embarrassed. You could see in Nicole's face that she was embarrassed at the way he was acting. The, the emotional abuse that she's already suffered came through so prominently when she was just apologizing. The secondhand embarrassment, it's like, girl, you've got to get out of that. You have to get away. That was so sad. Yeah. Yes, it was. And and he is down. I mean, hands down. He is a narcissist. Yeah. Hands down. Absolutely. I said it on Twitter. I was like, he's very young to be so controlling and angry. Yeah. Right? Like, for his age. And it's like, I don't feel like he's had a hard life because he still lived with his mom and he doesn't have to take yeah. care of himself. So it's like, why is he so angry and controlling and wants to be, like, so narcissistic it's just crazy to me and i feel like nicole is so beautiful she doesn't have to deal with this like i feel like she could have any guy she wants first of all she's an la girl and la girls are very hard to find so it's like she doesn't have to deal with this why she is going through this and putting up with him is just insanity yeah. oh rishi yes we will post the live when it's done rishi gosh rishi won my heart again tonight let's just say that so let's talk about Rishi because Rishi told his mom that he is going to marry Jen regardless of he if he has her approval or not. So Twitter was very skeptical. Twitter was like, yeah, right. He's just saying whatever Jen wants to hear. He is definitely going to have a private conversation with his mom afterward and say differently. How do you I, feel? I felt the same. I felt like he was pressured into telling his mom, say it, say it right now. Tell her, tell her right now. We have a translator to make sure that you say it exactly like we want. Okay, he said it. Now, that, and that's exactly what happened when Randy said the whole thing in the beginning. Then when they weren't in the room, all of a sudden, it was like, no, we don't approve. You know, that's a wrap. So, yeah, just because he said it doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean I anything. I think deep down, Rishi does love Jim, Jen and he wants to marry her, but he's never going to be able to go against yep. what his mom is going to tell him what he can and can't do. And it's not because he's a coward. No. Like, I don't want to go, I want to go back to that comment. He's not a coward. Correct. This is just the culture and he doesn't go against his mother. That's not something that he can do cultural wise. Like in America, 
your mom or dad can tell you not to do something and you're still going to do it. And they'll probably still come to the wedding. Even if they don't, you're still going to do it because we're Americans and we just do whatever we want. Exactly. But like, in hey, so in that um, culture, he's doing what he was raised to do. And I yeah. think Jen has a hard time understanding that because she's probably used to men doing or putting her first. Yeah. Like she said it like, you need to choose me over your family. And a lot of times choosing your family and the person you're with is a, a decision a lot of people can't make. Yeah. Because when it comes to the family that raised you and the person that gave you life and then the person that you've met within the last few years, there's really no comparison, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, following, you know, Jen and Summit, we already know that their culture, um, they respect their parents before anything. Absolutely. They always put their parents and their family before anything and anyone. So we, I mean, this doesn't come like as a surprise to us. We pretty much knew. And then the age difference. Yeah. You know, they, they're wanting grandchildren. They're wanting, you know, someone closer to his age. I get it. I mean, they love each other, and I hope they do work out. But I'm in agreement with Veronica and Tim. Yep. He probably, as soon as they got done with the conversation, called, you know, his mom and said, don't believe nothing yeah. that's being said. I'm being forced to say this or yeah. something. Yeah. So, <laughs> But I think that I really, really, truly believe that Rishi loves her and only her. I don't think he's out trying to be with anybody. Randy made the comment that when they were apart for the six months, she thinks that maybe he was out with other girls. I don't think so. I think Rishi mm -hmm. spent a moment trying to get a hold of Jen. Like, he loves her. Um, it's obvious. I mean, yeah, he makes it obvious that he Rishi, does love her, and she loves him, but... Do you remember, though, earlier in the season, Rishi had a really close friend, and his close friend said that... Hi, hey, guys. guys! I don't have any makeup on. <laughs> I'm going to turn my camera off. You're so beautiful. <laughs> I have one thing to add to this. And hi, Rishi. Hi, everybody. Um, I don't have any makeup on. Sorry. I was just talking to George. So... You guys know, let me go in better lighting because this yellow does nothing for me. But um, <laughs> I, you know, you guys know, I went through this stuff with Usman and uh, with the blessing and, and all that, right? That like, that was a true, that's a true thing. And I think, and I've said this many times before since, you know, when I watch all these other couples and stuff, like you really have to know, you need to learn the culture. Like you have to learn. I would have never, I love Jen. I love Rishi. I love all of them. But you really have to understand how, like, I actually bought a cow for Usman's mom. I mean, I, and you have to study the culture. Now, Rishi, I think you were a little shady on some of it, but I think that, That's I really think that you really have to learn. You have to learn that, like, this is, you know, this is the culture. This is how they're raised. Like, Usman's mom, Usman has said it many times. It's God, his mom, and then it was me, right? Yeah. Not anymore, but you know that's what, that's what we said. But 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 that's how it was. And like, if his mom would not have given us that blessing, there was no marriage. We would have ended our whole relationship. You know what I'm saying? Hi guys. Hi. I'm not on here for that. I just came on here to, to say that. Like, I really think like if, if in hindsight now looking back, I really wish I would have done more research before I went over there. And because like certain things that I know now. I probably would have done differently over there. You know what I'm saying? But I really think that you have to learn these cultures. Like Summit is like a rare case to me. Like Summit was just yeah. like, I'm going to do this, you know? And I respect him for it. And Jen respects his culture. And I feel like Randy, I feel like her friends don't. They don't quite understand it.
No, no. it's easy. You have to learn it and you have to respect it. If you're going into a relationship with somebody that's overseas, you have to learn like everything. Like I made a lot of stupid ass comments like about the second wife. Hi, Jamie. That's my queen right there. <laughs> I, I made a lot of comments like, rude, you know, comments about the second wife that I sounded like hand, Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Because yeah. I was only listening to what Usman told me. Okay. Like I believed what he said. But when I came home and I started researching it on my own, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So... I got it now. You know, I'm just not saying Usman lied, but Usman has a tendency to tell me, tell, he used to have a tendency to just tell me what I wanted to hear, you know? And I had to learn that stuff, like Jamal said, you know, like the half stories and stuff, you know? But I really, I, I think Jen and Rishi really love each other. Mm -hmm. I totally believe that they love each other. I totally believe, but it's like, that's one reason I ended it with Usman one of many but it's because i know he's got to go get married like you got you got to go do your culture shit you have to do that and i have to let even though as much as i loved him i had to let him go to in order to do that you know and i'm not saying i'm perfect because you know i i have my issues too but um i just really feel like before now not in hindsight i'm just like fuck i wish i would have learned this stuff way before you know oh i don't look that bad today okay always look beautiful Wait, so Kim. Hi, Dee I've never met you before. Hi, nice Hi, to meet you. Hi, how you doing? Yeah. Nice to meet you. Okay, I, so, and I didn't come on here to have all y'all talk shit about Usman. No, like, no, We're no. not together. There's no. no need for that. Don't do that. No, no, no. Okay. This yeah. all, I'm reading the comments. This is all tell-all. We're only talking about part two of the tell-all. That's all that we're talking about today. So, Kim, I was wondering, do you think that Rishi deep down believes that he's going to be able to convince his mom to let him marry Jen? Or do you think he's just telling Jen what she needs to hear so she doesn't break up with him? Because that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm not no. sure. No, I think that, I think, I think he really loves her. And I think he, I think he'll put the line in the sand. That's, that's all I can, you know, I can't really talk about too much, but yeah. that's what I think. I really think that, that he's going to put his foot down. Rishi, don't let me down. Don't let I, me down. No, I mean, I think he loves Jen a lot, but I don't think he's going to stand up to the parents. I think when the parents say no, no is yeah. no. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, Usman, well, Usman played me big, big time. Somebody just said Usman played me big time. Well, we're not together anymore, so. We're not talking about Usman, guys. We're also, talking about the tell-all tonight. That's that's what we're con that's what the conversation is about. We're not going back into that before yeah. the 90 days talk and happily ever after talk. That's for another day. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to get off here anyway. I just came on here to say that. But I really, um, I really, I really think that Love is love. And I think that everybody finds their person at one point or another, you know? And I really think that you just really have to study these cultures before you go over there and, and, and get all that. And Risha, you should have you should have been honest. Sorry. Okay, I'm gonna go now. Okay, bye. Okay. I'll be bye. Bye. Okay. All right, so I wanna jump over and I wanna talk about Chris and Jamie because there was some stuff that we saw on this tell-all tonight about Chris and Jamie that has everybody on Twitter talking. It's trending worldwide, well, countrywide. It's trending. Everyone is talking about it. And we know that the rent situation, and we know that we know that Jamie told us that she's now in debt from all of the bills that she accumulated because she got married, and then for five months, she was on her own and not working. And Debbie used the term predator. She said that she was taking advantage of Chris. And I know a lot of people, no, Jamie's like, I got to go. You don't have to go. You don't have to go. We're just going to be honest. So a lot of people feel like Debbie was wrong for that comment because did Jamie really take this? Oh, and there were numbers discussed. There was $1,150 is what Chris said, uh, or is what Jamie said, and then $10,000. But yeah. 
Chris was using the number of things that they did together, which I don't think that counts because if you go out to eat together, yeah, go ahead. I'm sure she was counting her, her flight and everything. 1150 is vastly different than 10,000. So, yeah. And Jamie came in hot with the receipts and Chris came in blank. Yeah, because so the question was, how much did Chris send her? Right. Yep. The question wasn't how much was spent all together. Right. So, I mean, that. I got this. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hands down, Jamie. She was ready. She <laughs> she knew what what to have ready. So yeah, you gotta have your receipts. And Jamie was like, "I got these receipts." And Chris had some receipts too. Chris had some receipts and from that time when they weren't know? together. Did she though? She had text messages from when she vanished for a month. That was said in the very beginning. That that no secret. That's something that was outed in the very beginning. So now Chris thinks she's, because she knows she's going to get busted for the, the cheating on Jamie that she did, we saw coming up. So she tried to, tried to out Jamie and everybody already knew that. Jamie said she was messaging this girl in Texas. Jamie and Chris had never met. They had never physically in person. They had never met. They had never been together. Chris disappeared. Jamie thought it was over. She started talking to somebody else. That was like episode one. Yeah. So I don't know why Chris is bringing that up now as a surprise, but none of us were surprised. But Jamie came in with the heat. It was awesome. Next week, we're going to see um, Jamie's receipts about Chris and her ex and these photos that were sent to her. And it kind of sheds a whole different light on the story because we've only heard like one side of the story. We're yeah. now hearing from Jamie and what was going on on the other side because we've all been painted a picture of Jamie and we, we now get to listen to Jamie's side of the story, which I think is fair. Yeah. You know, it's always fair to hear what's going on from both sides. And I think that Jamie is gonna show us probably not everything because I don't think you can show it on TV, but there's gonna be some some pictures that are gonna change our mind about what we're thinking about because five months is a long time and we're gonna kind of get a glimpse into what was going on in yes. those five months. Was it just Chris working and sending money back or was there other things going on? I think that's where the real story is gonna come in. Yep. Well, I'm yep. gonna also say that, you know, with Chris disappearing as much as she disappeared, I mean, it's like she was the one playing with Jamie and her feelings because Jamie never knew from day-to-day -day basis if she was, if they were still in a relationship, if um, Chris was going to ghost her again. And then the day before, she was trying to leave what I think, believe the, the day before their wedding. She wanted, yeah. she wanted to leave. Like, come on, man. Okay. Seriously. I mean, Chris. And, and then she's, she's talking about that she has all these medical issues, but she's jumping in a pool. I mean, if you have neck issues, like she was saying, you cannot jump in a pool. Come on now. And she was mm -mm. coming after saying, it's not too much. If you love your partner, this isn't too much to ask. It's not too much to ask to call your partner after work. That's not too much to ask. Exactly. So, yeah, that one. So, so let's talk about Trey. Because Trey was on the tell-all, and he told us that Gabe pulls lots of women, right? And he didn't say that Gabe was sleeping with lots of women, but he said that Gabe is very charismatic, and he can get as many women as he wants. And he feels like it's not fair that Isabel is putting everything on him because Gabe makes his own decisions. And I kind of felt like that's true. You know, if Gabe wants to hang out with Trey and they want to go out and talk to women, it's not just Trey's fault. 
You know, you can't just say, well, Trey's a bad influence because Gabe is an adult, you know, he can make his own decisions. And I just feel like if she doesn't trust Gabe around Trey, that's not something that you can just blame on one person. Yep. And I feel like they should talk about it. And if he can't hang out with Trey, then he can't hang out with Trey. And the funny part is, she said that she's friends with Trey too. And I was like, I have friends and they don't usually call me a womanizer or call me loose yeah. or say all these things. I was like, that is yeah. not a friendly <laughs> way to describe your friend. So I don't feel like they're friends. I feel like this is an enemy that she is letting Gabe associate with under her supervision, right? I agree. Yeah, I think he, I think she tolerates him because of Gabe. Yes, I agree. But should she though? because it makes her feel uncomfortable you could tell from this tell all everything that they do together makes her completely uncomfortable she doesn't trust what's going on and it's not that she doesn't trust Gabe she doesn't trust them together and I, I can understand that because I trust people but I know that there's people like they grew up together they drink together they've done things together and I don't trust them together like under the influence of drinks or under the influence of other things I don't know what they would do together. I trust them individually. So I kind of understand where Isabel is coming from. She can't just say, I trust them completely, just not, I don't trust him. It's like, she doesn't trust them together. And it's like, Trey does bring home lots of women. But another thing, is it fair that we're shaming Trey for being single? Because is there anything wrong with Trey being single and dating around? Not at all. But no. that's also, she almost said that by herself. Well without her saying it, he said, I can hang out with Gabe as long as it's with her. Right. So, you know, I, I don't trust them apart. I trust them together if I'm there. So. so what do we think about Randy and Myra's opinions of the couples today? Because they, they all had an opinion of everyone. So do we agree? Do we disagree? What do we feel about? Because a lot of people feel like Randy has been pushing the issue and trying to make it seem like Rishi is way more interested in her than he leads on. So first of all, who do you believe in this situation? Do you believe, Ran do you believe Randy or do you believe Rishi? Because Rishi said that she was the inappropriate one. And then Randy says that Rishi was the inappropriate one. Who was inappropriate I, here? I believe Rishi. Randy. Really? Randy okay, is in the wrong. Okay, I Randy is in the wrong. Yep. I agree. I believe Rishi all along. So you think, because Randy said, I asked him for a special picture. Yeah. I know what that means. And I was like, you asked him for basically a special picture and yeah. then you're going to throw him under the bus. I was like, it isn't appropriate because you knew he was in a relationship for you to ask that. So it's like, are you her friend or are you her enemy? Because if you have friends like that, who needs enemies, right? Your friend is asking your person you're trying first, to bury. First of all, first of all, okay. If let's rewind back just a little yeah. bit, okay? Why did she even offer to do this for um to do this for Jen? Like, what friend is gonna just out of the blue say, "Oh yeah, I can um text yeah. him, I can catfish him, or whatever"? Who does that? Yeah. That's not a friend. And then whenever they get to India, come on, man. Randy wanted her some Rishi. She wanted her, she wanted her a little taste of Rishi. I'm sorry, but her goal is and um, was and probably still is to break them up because she wants to be with Rishi. Yep, That's how I, I, I see it. I, I don't know that she wants to be with Rishi. I think she's very jealous that she doesn't have someone like Rishi. She can see that Rishi, Rishi loves Jen. 
I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it again. She's just jealous of the situation. She, Jen is very influenced by them. And as we saw in the very beginning, Jen loved him, had no doubts. And Randy's like, well, look, I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden he sends her a photo from his Instagram from four years ago, five years ago, whatever, that everybody's already seen. And she blows it up and makes it a big thing. He's sending me shirtless photos, blah, blah, blah. That was not a big thing. And then she says, there's more that you guys just didn't see. She says it on the tell-all tonight. There's mm -hmm. more that you just didn't see. Well, then Rishi says they were inappropriate. Well, who was being inappropriate? Randy was. That's why we didn't see it. That's why Randy deleted it. She said, I deleted it because it was inappropriate. So I think that she was reaching farther out than she could reach. I don't know. I'm confused by the whole thing because Rishi said that he knew that she knew Jen from the start. So for him to say anything inappropriate would have been stupid. Yeah. So it's like, I don't buy that he was being inappropriate with her. And he's the one that blocked her. So yeah. that's another reason why I feel like he's telling the truth. Because if he wanted to really meet her and really cheat on Jen with her, why would he have blocked her? He could have kept it going. I think he blocked her because the conversation kept getting more and more inappropriate. And he knew that it was going to come back in some way, shape, or form. And she was going to try to put it on him. Like, I feel like he caught on to the game. Yep. Yeah, I and he was probably trying to see how far she was going to take it. That's why he was asking her all those questions. I mean, if you're going, if you are going to try to to catfish someone or to see if they're actually doing something, why are you going to use your own profile and why are you going to use your own name? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take a rocket scientist. I mean, if you if he already knew that Randy was Jen's um, friend, why would she think that he was actually going to try to have a uh, any kind of conversation? whether that was other than friendship yeah i mean if you, if you really want to catch someone use a fake profile use a, a fake picture that's how you reel them in not by using your legit stuff i mean come on but also in the restaurant rishi handed over his phone to jen and he's like here's the messages you know she didn't lose Jen. so but a lot they of were in it was in hindu yeah. so i mean she couldn't read it so it was hard for her to know what was being said. So eh, I would have screenshotted it and got the translator to tell me exactly what it said. <laughs> so what else, what happened tonight that we need to talk about? What else on this tell-all that happened that we have to talk well, about? Well, Jen and Rishi met again and he got the milk for free. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that because when she was there originally, when they were supposed to be planning the wedding, they were not amorous. Thank yep. you to Debbie, by the way. Debbie, I am now using the word amorous. I tweeted it like six times tonight because of Debbie. Thank you for that. They weren't amorous. And now that they went back for this wedding, they were amorous together. They didn't stay in the same place. Rishi stayed at his parents' home and she stayed in a hotel, but they were intimate. And it's funny because at that coffee shop, she said that was the last time that they were going to see each other. And Jen said they don't consider, she doesn't consider them engaged at all. So why was she sleeping with Rishi knowing that it's not going anywhere? She knows that there isn't gonna be a wedding. Maybe she feels more comfortable knowing the direction now. So it's just fun. She's just having fun. Is that how you feel? Yeah. I do. So I should she be sleeping with him? Because I feel like 
Rishi really does love her. And I feel like maybe at this point, Jen is kind of toying with his emotions, right? A little bit. Because yeah, I mean, I it is hard when you love someone. I mean, you when you are, when you legit love someone and you're in love with them, you know, you can't just one day from the next. I don't care if it's six months to a year down the road. You can't just let go. Well, let me rephrase that. You can't just forget from one day to the next what you have. They were together for, what, three years, I believe? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I mean, she was just going with her feelings. Maybe she had, you know, hopes that they would get back together and, if you know, the, the table would be turned. But he showed us tonight that it's his family before anybody. But I also feel like when she said, we're not going to do anything, you know, the, the whole milk for free, blah, blah, blah. That was when the camera cameras were rolling. When she got there and there's no cameras, nobody's saying nothing, then that's their private time. It wasn't, I don't think she intended for that to come out on the tell-all, but it did. But I don't blame her. I'd have done it. If I went back and I was alone, no filming, absolutely. Well, I mean. I mean, yeah, if you're there and you like each other, you're both consenting adults. If you yeah. guys want to be amorous, you know, <laughs> go for it. Like, why not? They they know each other. It's not like she was there on a one-night stand. This is a three-year relationship they had. It's not like she was just there with some random stranger. Like, I see no problem yeah. with it. Yeah, I agree. So Different shows for different folks. Yep. So Debbie said something <laughs> about... Um, Johan being online and she was saying that he has like a page where he shows things to people or whatever and she thinks it's what's the word she said it's basically unclassy so what do we think about that because Johan has his only fans and he sells you know the photos and videos I don't think that that's weird you know I think that that's completely normal nowadays but maybe for Debbie it might be a little weird you know different times but I thought that her saying that was kind of, ooh, you know, like, I don't know if that's something that we can say anymore. Like, sex work is normal work. And it's like OnlyFans is completely normal. Like, for us today, this is a completely, it's almost weird when you hear someone doesn't have one. Like, if they were on reality TV and they don't have one, it's kind of weird. You're like, well, how long until they're going to get one? You know, it's like, that's how it is normalized. So I feel like Debbie was kind of lashing out tonight. And I don't know. She was like, it was it was a different side of Debbie. So how do we feel about Debbie now? Is she still everybody's favorite mom of the cast and she's there to offer hugs? Or is she kind of just like lashing out? I mean, I still like her as a person. I think she's very sweet. I think she I think she means well, but I think she overstepped tonight. I think she overstepped a lot tonight. And I'll be very interested to see what happens next week. But Calling Jamie a predator was so far out of line. I don't think for a, a woman that uses the word amorous, something that we all have to look up, we did. using the word amorous is, is a big deal. But then you can use a word predator in the wrong term. I, I yeah, I, I never believed, because even Chris said on the tell all tonight, when they asked, they said, do you believe that Jamie was using you and taking advantage of you for money? Even Chris answered, no, I don't believe that. Yeah. I don't believe that this was a scam. I don't believe she was using me. I yeah. don't. Even Chris said it. So I was like, well, if Chris is the one who's always saying it's always about money and she doesn't believe that's the only reason why they were together, I don't think that that's the case. And I feel like Jamie had some legitimate issues because she moved to another place 
to be with Chris. She wasn't originally from Bogota. Yeah. So she moved to another place and she left everything behind. And she was under the impression that they were going to be together and living together and sharing, you know, that apartment. And she was working at the time. Yeah. And we know that situation where her job asked her to come back. It was during the nine days that they had to before they could get married. So it made sense for her not to go back. They needed to get to know each other a little bit yeah. before they got married. So Chris was like, you know, if you don't want to go back, you could just find another job after we get married. But that never happened. And then Chris was gone for five months. And now Jamie is in debt. And it's like, at this point, whose debt is this? Because they were in it together. And Chris kind of looks at it like, well, your debt is your debt. And that's not my problem. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of not how marriage works. When you Absolutely. get married, whatever debt you accumulate together, that's your debt together. Right? That's, so Jamie, that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. Because, you know, first of all, um, Chris told her to quit her job. And second of all, I mean, Jamie is part of the blame too, because Jamie knew that, you know, from the start, it would be hard for her to find another job because she's not from there. Yeah. So, um, hi guys. Hi. So happy. But, I'm sorry, I go to bed right now, but I'm very, very interested about your conversation because I'm listening to all you say and I say, oh my God, I think that, oh my God, I think that I'm really, I love you. And you know, I can't talk too much right now, but I'm so excited. Thank you so much for this support. I love you so much. And and I, I don't know, I know I have expressions and, and you understand how the feeling about this amazing group, okay? I love it so much. We love you. We love you too. And after the tell-all is aired and everything, hopefully we can have you on and we can have a conversation with you and hear your side, you know? Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And, and I need to say in this moment, I feel so mad and so, so mad. And you and you can't believe I'm, how much bad I'm here in this moment. And but right now I listen to everybody and support me and it's is incredible. It's is it's surreal. I'm really surreal. And don't worry, I am a baby shaky baby shaky <laughs> I am so so glad to see you're okay because we were so worried. We saw the way you were shoved on the show and everyone was so concerned about you. So Man. I'm so glad that you're okay. Mentally, physically, and emotionally, we're just glad that you're okay. All time, all time. I think this is more important for me is and I'm so good all the time. And I'm trying to the bad situation and traigo, extraigo, no sé cómo decirlo en inglés y me ayudas, extraigo la mejor parte de esa situación. Eh, no puedo estar molesta con nadie, no puedo estar molesta ni siquiera con Chris, porque eso no puede existir en mi corazón, porque si no, no tuviera este semblante, mi amor. And I look, and see, I look for 20, and this, this is because I know have um, bad things in my head, you know? And this is reality, and I'm okay all the time. I'm a little sad sometimes, or I'm a little rude, because I say, oh my God, what, what the people think that? But I'm okay all the time. And thank you so much, guys. And you are a very big support for me. I love you. Oh, we love you we too. Love thank you. you so much. Talk to you soon. I need to go because my manager look at me and kill me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was sweet.
Yeah, uh, everyone um, from the cast is not supposed to join. So if yeah. anybody asks if Jamie was here, everyone say no. Because they're not supposed to join until after this. Molly and Percyield. Yeah, we saw nothing. She was but never what here, she guys. Is what she was saying is that she was always trying to find the good in the relationship and that she don't never hold um, a grudge or tries not to hold a grudge towards anyone. But that's all that she could say at the moment. Yeah. Well, I love to hear that because yeah. she definitely has a lot of reason to hold a grudge. Like there was a lot in that relationship where you would hold a big grudge. Like there was a lot of pain. There was a shove. There was, she has debt. Like this, she's going to be learning from this relationship for like years. Yeah. So the fact that- Let me tell you something. I don't care who you are, but if someone would have shoved me like that, it would- their ass. Oh my, my goodness. I would have ripped that person to shreds because first of all, I don't care how mad you get. You have no right whatsoever to put your hands on anybody. I don't care what the situation is. And man or woman, if you think you're going to put your hands on me and you, oh, no, you best better, you better hope your heart is good with the Lord above because you're fixing to go meet him. I mean, that's the Southern in me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm raised Southern and us Southerners, we don't, we don't put up with stuff like that. So, mm -mm. that right there was uncalled for. Yep. No. Uh Oh, no. someone said, why can't they be on the live? Um, they can't do any lives or interviews until after the tell-off airs. So if anyone asks, she was never here. Um, if your current season is on, you're not allowed to do anything until it's over because there's NDAs. So if anyone says that they saw her here, just say, oh, they're lying. She wasn't here. Right. So, <laughs> but okay. yeah, I'm glad that Debbie, she, go ahead. Debbie attacking Jamie. Did you notice that everybody that Debbie attacked was everybody that wasn't there. Oh, I okay, I noticed it now. Every, every single one of them. She didn't go after anybody here. She went after everybody there. Yeah. She went after, she went after Johan, she went after Jamie. She did not go after anybody on that stage. That's very interesting. And you know what else was was very surprising to me too. Whenever um whenever Randy was out there, they had they had something to say about everybody except for Chris and Jamie. Yep. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. They're like the highlight of the 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 tell all. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Why are you not saying anything about them? So I was I was surprised. No. So. Oh yeah, somebody just said that Chris says that she blacks out when she gets angry. Yeah. Let's talk about the. That's bullshit. I'm so, sorry. Yeah, that, the, that's that's bullcrap. So, I'm sorry. No, I wasn't don't. mad at Chris. The only thing I was mad at was the response because I was waiting for her to say, "I apologize. I should have never done that. I never should have pushed her." Yep. And she was just like, "Well, I told her to get away from me, and I just needed to be alone." I didn't hear an apology. Never. You know, and I feel like when you do something like that, you should apologize. It's inappropriate. It's wrong. It's, it's, Jamie never re reached her hand. You know, there was never any physical anything. So it should have never gotten to that point. And, you know, asking someone to move or leave, or you could get up and move or leave. You can remove yourself from the situation. Violence is never, ever, ever the answer. Yep. It's never a reason to put your hands on anyone or to get physical. And this is probably the first time we've seen this situation on this show. I've never seen a situation on 90 Day or any other um, spinoff where anyone was physical with anyone. We've seen a lot of arguments. We've yeah, we did. Which we did. one? We, 
You're thinking with um with um Lydia. No, uh not um Lydia. crap. My brain just went blank with um Lydia when she Angela. went out Angela and um oh, yeah. uh what's his face? Oh my whenever God, she showed brain. up unannounced, yes, yes whenever she right. showed up unannounced, she got physical with uh, with Michael, Angela and Michael. She got physical. Yes. Yeah, yeah you're right. right. After she destroyed the car, she yes. did grab You're 100% right. This yes. is a very rare occurrence on the show. So, yeah, two times in history, and I think the show's been on almost 10 years well, that we've seen this. Lydia went after Alejandro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She did. She physically removed him from her house. You're 100% right. So and then tried to hit him with their pocketbook in the park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so this is kind of a, um, a pattern for Lydia. Lydia just gets physical with people. Because I do remember her chasing Alejandro through the park yep. with her purse, <laughs> whacking him with it. I do remember that. So there's this is a times, but it doesn't justify it. The way that The way that Chris went after Jamie was so... It, that was so uncalled for. But then to say that she just blacked out, didn't apologize, that just... That's but speaking of apologies, I want to commend Gabe for apologizing to... He apologized to Nicole and Mahmoud. He was like, I'm so sorry. And it was sincere. It, I felt like it was sincere. It was. And I actually, I tweeted, I was like, apologize for what? You asked a question and Mahmoud is triggered like um, anytime someone uses the word force or asks him about anything about his religion, he's triggered. And I was like, but the fact that you apologize because it got out of hand and it, it made him upset, I did agree that it was a good thing to do, but I feel like it was unnecessary, but it was being the bigger person. And I, I felt like Gabe was being the bigger person. Gabe was definitely being the bigger person, but I feel like he wasn't necessarily apologizing to anybody other than Nicole. Once he saw how Nicole was affected, that's when he apologized. So that I feel like it was directed to Nicole, but either way, it was really nice. And I thought that it was awesome that he stepped up and was the bigger person, even though he was not in the wrong. Wait, someone says that Debbie apologized to Jamie online. Where did this happen? I didn't see yeah, I it. Didn't, I didn't either. I'm gonna have to find a screenshot because I didn't realize that she, was it tonight? Did she do it tonight? I don't We're know. We're gonna have we... to get some more info. Um, whoever posted that, um, Jessmy Dawn, join the live or um, send some messages so we know what's going on. I didn't realize that that apology took place because I know that Either. Jamie was really hurt by that. She has posted a lot of um, videos about how that made her feel. And she yeah. just doesn't feel like she was actually preying on anyone. And even Chris said it, Chris was like, I don't feel like she was using me for money. I don't feel like this was a scam. She's like, I do feel like she asked me for money and I gave it to her, but I don't think that that was the only reason why we were together. Even Chris admitted that. Yeah. So I do, I, she did apologize. And that makes me really happy because I do feel like that comment was very, very harsh. It was, it was very out of line. But like I said, she went after everybody there. She didn't go after anybody else, other people that deserved it. I feel like if she was going to go after anybody at all, she should have been going after Osama. Yeah. Like, yeah. that would have been a show all by itself. And it seemed like Osama was not in the hot seat at all That's tonight. Nobody all. had anything to say to him, which I thought was really interesting. Mm -hmm. So I would love to see more questioning of Osama because yeah. I felt like 
he got off really easy tonight. The cast members, nobody had anything to say to him. And I feel like he hasn't really explained anything. His story is still the same. He always thought he was going to America. Debbie never knew. Yeah. So I was like, I feel like there's so many holes there. I would love to know what took place for real. Like, yeah. what did he really believe and what did Debbie really say? Because Debbie said, he brought it up in the very beginning. She said, there's no chance. She said they would look at the application and they would deny it because of the age difference. And, yeah. and it's 100% true. I feel like Debbie's 100% right. The officer would look at it and see a 43-year age difference. And he would say, this is not a real relationship. Yeah. And there would never even be an interview. And I know yeah. that's not fair, but there's a lot of fraud that does go on but, in the immigration and getting visas. So I feel like they look for those red flags. And I mean, that is exactly. If you, if you, if you look at the big picture, so let's say it takes anywhere from two to five years for the visa to get approved. We know that's fact. Yes. So that would put Debbie, you know, at approaching 80 years old. And then she's responsible for him for another 10 years. So like, it would never go. It would never go. Well, this person says, um, who said this? Um, Tina Marie says she thinks Debbie's lying and she did this for fame. She thinks that Osama was supposed to come to the United States the whole time. I would love to hear that um, yeah. that idea. Do you think that Debbie is the one who told him he was going to come to America and then switched it up? That's an interesting um, way to look at it. Everyone believed Debbie in the beginning, but what if what if Debbie is the one who is leading him on? Yeah. Because she did dress like it was the Met Gala at this tell-all. She is definitely taking to fame really well. Like she is everybody's new favorite reality star. So it's like, it could possibly be. And look at Julian. Julian is now everybody's favorite son. Like I could see Debbie and Julian on Pillow Talk. Yes. Everyone loves them. They came in and they took the 90 day fandom by storm. Everyone loves them together. They love them separately. And I just think that there's a, there might be another way to look at this situation. So I don't, I don't rule anything out. I love to hear every theory. And then we kind of dig in and see what's true and what's not. Yeah. Somebody asked why it took Rishi so long to answer. And I knew that that, that came up a lot, but everybody, there was a translator for everybody. So there were questions that did take a little bit longer to be answered. And we got to see a little bit more of that than we normally do. I, I know what they're talking about. It was when they asked him if he had dated anyone during the time when him and Jen were apart and there was a long pause. Yep. But I know, I've been watching 90 Days since this first season and I know that they do things like that on purpose. Yep. He probably answered that question right away. They purposely did that. They're, they're, they're known yep. for doing things like that or they'll take an answer that someone gives completely out of context and put it on the, the preview. And then when you actually watch the show, the answer that they gave is not the answer that they actually, in that situation. TLC has a lot of different tricks and I've been watching them long enough to know they are, they know how to get my attention. They yeah. know how to get your attention and they know how to make it seem like somebody is a complete liar or someone is cheating. And then you watch the episode and that is not the case. I mean, it's very possible that Rishi could have been seeing other people because he's Indian Jesus, right? I mean, it's very possible that there are women banging on Rishi's door, but Rishi says he didn't do it and Jen believes him. So do we have to believe it too? You know, I mean, I, I want to believe him, but at the same time, his friend in the earlier in the season said, I believe that Rishi is dating other women. She was like, we would go out together and then he would leave early and I'd never see him again. And I, I just don't know if he's telling the truth. So I would 
skeptical. I thought he was sleeping with the friend. I you said did. It, I, I was like, I was very skeptical. But then he won me over. And I actually, I mean, I believe him. I, I completely wholeheartedly believe him. And my heart hurts for him. He's the only one that I've seen shed like real tears. He he had emotion. And a lot of them don't. Like Osama had no emotion. I don't think he's met. I don't think he's he's slept with anyone other than Jen. I mean, just by watching, you know, watching them and how they act around each other. Yep. I um I think, you know, he's just put between a rock and a hard place. He loves Jen, he wants to marry Jen, but he loves his family as well. And, you know, like, you know, like, um, you know, Kim was saying earlier, we, ha we have to understand their culture. Yep. You know, our culture is we can do whatever we want to do, but their culture is a whole lot different. You know, the, their family, it, it comes first. Yeah. So before, you know, you get, get with someone in a different culture, you need to, you know, understand what their culture is and, and what, you know, protocols they, they take to even be in a relationship because you don't know, you know? Yeah. An awful position to be in, to have to choose between the person you love or your family. Yeah. I mean, exactly. that's, that, that's terrible. I wouldn't want to be in that position. And I do think a lot of Americans, when they go into relationships with foreigners, they think that they can give and take the things that they like and don't like of their yeah. culture. I think we saw it a lot with Nicole. She's like, well, I'll do some things for Mahmoud, but I won't do all of them. Yeah. It's like, we can't really go over to their country and live in their world and yeah. say, I'll do this, but I won't do that. And you don't get to pick and choose. And I think a lot of these relationships, because Jen is like, well, his mom doesn't approve of me because of my age. This is ridiculous. He needs to stand up to her. But the culture is you marry who, technically, he's supposed to marry who his mom says to marry. He's not even supposed to have a say in it. He's already breaking the rules, yep. right? Like, he's already yeah. going against the culture to be with her. And then the mom is saying, well, she's not of the age. You know, she's, what, I think it's 14 years older, I believe. And I think it probably has to do with grandkids, right? I don't think it just has to do with the fact that she's older. I think it has to do that, in, you know, in their culture, the male son produces children. That's how you keep your family going. And yeah. I think that's the main issue. But Jen looks at it as she's being age discriminated against. And it's not really that. It's more so that Rishi would not be able to carry on the family name and have yeah. a child. I think that's what's more of the issue. Because she, she says she has absolutely no issue with Jen whatsoever other than the age. That is exactly what she said tonight. Yeah. And I think that Jen took it more personal like, well, you're saying that my age is a negative trait. It's not. It's more so that their culture would. And we learned with Jenny and Samit's parents, they make fun of um, people in their culture who are dating older people and stuff. Like they talk. Like it's a gossip community where people are making fun of your family. And when you bring shame on your family, you can't even go out. You can't yeah. go to the market to buy groceries. You can't go to the, the church, the mosque. You can't do all those things because people are making fun of you. It's like impossible to show your face yeah. in the town where you live. And I think a lot of uh, the Americans don't realize that because here you can marry anyone. There's like a 70 year old man. He could be with a 21 year old woman. No one's going to say anything. They don't care. Yeah. Because here it's not strange. We, it is strange, but we just don't care. You know, we, we go to the grocery store and we see all kinds of weird things. We just grab the, the cereal off the aisle and keep walking. Yep. You know, we just, it doesn't bother us, but in other cultures, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, absolutely. But and just because she's 48 doesn't mean she can't have a child. I mean, that's true too. 
there's a lot of women um, up into their 50s that have had children, like with no like help, like not with um, in vitro or anything. They've done it naturally. They just had to go to the doctor and, and get a little help in how to make it happen. And it's happened. And they've had healthy kids. Yep. So it is not completely out of the question. Yep. Completely agree. I mean, and there, there's other other ways if that was something serious, you know, there's surrogacy, there's all kinds of different ways. So it's not out of the question. I just hope it works out for them. Honestly. I, do too. I, I, I mean, I just, I hope they both end up very happy and, and married. Married? I mean, Rishi is convinced he can get his mom on board. I'm, I'm not because the way she, yeah, the way she said it tonight she was like i don't have a problem with her but i he's not marrying her she didn't say i don't give my blessing she said he's not marrying her that's exactly it, what she said it's more likely that they could get married than it would be that jen would live in a combined house yeah yeah jen said that that was a deal breaker yeah. completely living in the combined house and i get that like Having people in my house is like one of my pet peeves because I have OCD and noise bother. Like I'm the weirdest type person in the world. Like <laughs> I, I don't even like people in the car with me. I don't like to ride in the car with people when they're driving because I think they drive bad. Like yeah. So I, I get the fact that Jen can't live. And then like in-laws are like a disaster nightmare on top of it because in-laws are always there to push your buttons and make you feel uncomfortable and then you'll they'll make you feel uncomfortable in your own home because you would live with them yep. and they'll always make her feel inadequate because remember when they tried to teach her how to be a good indian wife and how to make tea and clean and cook they're always going to make it seem like she's doing something wrong yeah. because that's what submit's parents did to jenny no yep. matter what jenny did they always said, oh, well, Jenny, you're not doing this right. You're not good enough at this. You're not cooking. You're not doing this. You're not cleaning. It's always going to be a never-ending battle with the mother-in-law. Yeah. So Jen could never in a billion years share a house with a woman who's going to make her feel uncomfortable 24 hours a day. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Exactly. Well, okay, I've got I've to talk about this because I didn't, I know I wasn't on the very first beginning of the few minutes that the live started. Okay, Danielle and Johan, <laughs> I've got to talk, talk about this. Why, why, does, why does Danielle think that it is okay for, or even think Johan should be okay going and hanging out with her ex? Like, come on. We all know that if Johan told Danielle that he was going to hang out with one of his exes, she would have flipped the switch. Yeah. It's okay if she wants to do it, but it's not okay if he wants to do it. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? I mean, come on now. I thought it was interesting because she was angry that she found out that his ex um, had an abortion and didn't um, lose the baby. Just that small amount of information made her very angry and upset. So the fact that she wants to bring her, and oh, and I think Kara, you brought this up. This was her very last boyfriend before she got married to Johan. This is very fresh and recent. Yeah. This isn't from high school. Yeah. Because when I heard her ex, then they kept in touch. I was like, oh, they probably were together when she was in college. That's no, this is the same. automatically went, was like, oh, this... Like, if I said my ex-boyfriend, I'm talking about 30 years ago. You know, somebody I knew then. I can't wait to catch up with him kind of thing. Right. Not somebody. I mean, she not. got upset about the about the, the abortion whenever, I mean, Johan didn't even know Danielle existed. 
And so if if your homework about the abortion go hang out with my ex, I mean, come on. And Johan didn't <laughs> know about the abortion until someone else told him. The woman that had it never even told him. A yep. mutual friend told him. So he didn't even know the information. And then he, he brought up that it was very hurtful for him and he it was an emotional conversation. It was an emotional topic. So yeah. that's why he doesn't talk about it. And she still was like, well, you lied to me because you didn't tell me. And I was like, he didn't even know. First of all, it's not like he was sitting next to her when it, the, the process took place. And then he just hid it from you. Yeah. First of all, he found out after the fact from a third party. And I always felt like someone's medical history is their personal information. And it doesn't necessarily need to be shared with anyone outside of that. So that's, I, that's a lot. Well, right. I don't feel like Johan did anything wrong. And I think Johan expressing how he felt about her hanging out on a one-on-one -on -one boat date with her ex was not him being controlling. It was him being a concerned husband. Like yeah. if you're married and your wife is out with the very last guy that she dated before you, like we're talking like a year ago, like yeah. a, two, a year or two years ago, and they're out on a one-on-one -on -one date on a boat and you're supposed to just sit at home and be fine and not wonder why is she going out on a date with this guy when we just got married? Like, I don't know any guy that's going to just sit And sooner than that, if you look at the big picture, because this show is filmed like 10 to 12, sometimes even more than that, months in advance. And this was her relationship for five months during COVID. COVID was just three years ago. So that you take five months of that. So, and then the, if you go, let's only shave a year off that's still like six months before this show was filmed so it was very fresh yeah like, and you know, then and, you know and then too you know what really upset me about danielle and johan is i grew up in mexico my dad was a missionary in mexico i was over there for 15 years you know on and off for 15 years so for her you know he's for him to try to start up a new business and then that they don't have all the the means you know in different countries like we do over here that's normal to go to the flea market and see you know like how he had the meat out on the counter and stuff that's normal that is normal over there you know so that right there was like why why does she think that she can judge him like that if she doesn't want the meat out and well then buy the refrigerator you know i mean because it's a second it's it's that really made me mad with danielle because you know i understand the culture i was over there on and off for 15 years i grew up in mexico and you know i've been to a lot of different places i understand the culture so if you're going to go over there before you judge you know what i'm saying maybe you need to understand who you're marrying and what culture you're marrying into. Yeah. That really made me mad about Danielle. Really. I mean, she's always knocking him down. And she goes after him for spending money on things for his business and then turns around in the same breath and spends a couple hundred dollars on random crystals and Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to get an update on the meat market? I'm hoping in part three, we can even hear if it's still open. Yeah. Right? Cause they so. stopped yeah, they stopped talking.
talking about it and I'm curious because she she basically said she was going to shut it down if it yeah. didn't start making money even though most restaurant or food businesses don't turn a profit for up to two years she basically gave him an ultimatum and was like I'm going to shut your business down if you don't start making money so I wonder if that actually already happened because he stopped talking about it and we stopped getting information on it so I'm hoping in part three we'll get a little bit more info on that so we got one more part to go and what do they have left? I didn't see the preview for the new show. So what did I miss? What, what are we getting next week? I didn't see the preview for next week either, really, other than just the uh, Jamie's going to show all this yeah. stuff. But, and then I saw uh, Danielle was crying because Johan says he doesn't love her the same anymore. Right. We still need to find out how they're still technically married. Remember, she didn't explain how it's technically. Yeah. Because they made it seem like she's not really with them. It's just on paper. But Johan said, we're still married, period. Yeah. I don't know what she's talking about. So I don't know if that was another, you know, one of TLC's way of taking something out of context and making us think it's more than it is. Because I follow Danielle on Instagram and it don't look like she's single to me. Yeah. Like it, so I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe they're going to be on another show and we have to, they have to break up on this one and then they pop up together on the next one. You know how they do. I follow them both on Instagram and neither one of them look very single, but right. Dan is in New York a lot. Really? Like, a lot. Yeah. She's always doing her studio teaching in New York and you can join in New York. And she's, she's done a few lives where she's like, come and join the class. And yeah, she's in New York a lot. Okay. So maybe they aren't married because we know for a fact, Johan is not here. Yeah. So maybe they're not. So now I'm curious. I always, I always thought that they would never break up. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like they're Angela and Michael. No matter how bad the fight yeah. is, yep. you're not gonna break up. I've always felt that way. So maybe I'm wrong because I did feel that way about Chantel and Pedro, yeah. and I was completely wrong. Yeah. They did break up, and it's ugly. Oh, guys, I wanted to announce they're filming the new season of The Family Chantel. I, I can't tell how I know that, but it's been filming for a couple months, and I'm really excited to see the story because I heard um, that there's a scene between Scott who is on Love in Paradise right now and Pedro and there is physical altercation. Ooh. That's all I'll say between those two people. So I'm really excited for the new season. That's exciting. Yeah. All right. One yeah, me too. So. Americans though. American people keep finding people in different countries. When they start the relationship, they're sending them money. They already know how bad it is in those countries, or they wouldn't be sending them money. Then when it comes to the tell-all, it's always, I'm spending so much money. I'm sending so much money. I'm not a charity. Uh, you know, all this stuff. You knew how it was before you did it, or you wouldn't have sent that first dollar. Like, you knew you, you, you didn't have somebody that was financially secure over there. But they focus on that so hard, and it's frustrating. I think Danielle is under the impression that Johan is supposed to take care of her. Yeah. And I was like, if he was able to take care of himself, why did he move out of his parents' house to move in with you? If he was able, and there's like 14 people living there, yeah. okay? Like, if he was able to pay for, I think, a $2,000 a month apartment, she would have already been doing that. So yeah. when she's over there and she's like, well, I'm not used to paying the bills. So you're, you're the woman now. Yeah. And I'm like, what makes you think that he's going to be able to take care of you? When you were there and you met him, 
he did not have the means to take care of himself. And it's not because he doesn't want to work. He's always worked. It's yeah. just that he can't make the amount of money that you expect him to make. And you can't hold that against him because you knew that before you married him. And I think she keeps putting him down and she tries to make Johan feel bad because he can't make the same amount of money that maybe men in America can make or maybe Talon made or whoever she was with before. You knew that. This is not new information. You were fully aware of his financial situation. And if you really wanted him to make more money, you could have brought him to America like he wanted yeah. in the first place. Okay. He would have been very happy to come here and work very hard. Johan is not lazy. He would have came over here and he would have worked and he would have helped her pay $2,000 a month for an apartment, but you want to keep him there where it's almost impossible for him to make a living and then make him feel bad that he can't make a living. Yeah. Like that's crazy. But she kept saying how her apartment in New York was $4,000 a month. So when she said it's $2,000 a month there, I was like, man, you're getting a hell of a deal. Half off. Like, half off. yeah. It's like buy one, get one. And you get the hot guy with it. And what are you complaining? Still wants him to pay half. And I'm like, yeah. where would he get half from? Yep. Like, honestly, because she's like, well, now you got to cook and clean for me because I have to pay your bills. And I'm like, he wanted to come to America and he would have helped you pay for everything that he could. That was you exactly Exactly. She kept shooting that down. But it's what, you know, it's what I'm you know, uh, us uh, Americans don't understand. Well, I understand because I was over there. But certain Americans that get with different cultures, um, like in Mexico, they don't get paid by dollars. They get paid by pesos. Right. The dollar over there is so much less than it is here. Yeah. They have to work what they make in a month or two months. We make in a day. Yeah. So how can you go over there with high expectations? Yes, there's beautiful places over there. Yes, they get tips and stuff like that. But once they turn that tip money into pesos, nothing. Yep. it's it's nothing. Yep. It is nothing at all. So I mean, I get it, you know. But you you need to like you know Kim was saying earlier, and like I'm saying too, if you're gonna be with someone in another culture. Other cultures are beautiful. I mean, there's so many beautiful cultures out there. But you need to make sure that you understand what you're walking into. Yeah. Don't walk, just go into it 100 miles an hour and then have to um, hit the brakes and be like, whoa, wait a minute. This isn't what I signed up for. Well, yes, it is. You just didn't understand and you didn't study the culture because all the cultures are different. No yeah, culture I is the same. So you can't blame you can't blame the other, the the partner, and then, you know, might try to make them look like the bad guy because you you have these higher expectations and they can't do it. There, There's no way. Yeah. So. I've always said Google, a Google search is free. The, <laughs> the information is free. The education is free. Save yourself a trip. These yep. international flights are very expensive. It's a very long flight. Save yourself a trip. If you don't know, it's free. Like back in the day before <laughs> the internet, I feel bad for people who had to lug around an encyclopedia and learn stuff. We don't have to do that, okay? We just pick up the phone, type in a few words, and we know all about that culture. We know all about the things that you can and can't do. Nicole too, like Nicole, if she would have did a little more homework, she never would have converted to being Muslim, but she did not do any type of Google search. She just said, oh, this seems like a cool religion. I'm gonna join it. And then afterward, she found out that there was more restrictions than there were freedoms. 
and she decided it wasn't for her. And even um, Mahmoud's brother said, we would never hold her accountable to our religion if she never would have converted. So if she would have stayed her own religion and never converted, they would have never asked her to do any of this. So she kind of brought this up on herself, yeah. right? Because he said, we wouldn't ask her to do anything of our religion if she wouldn't have joined. They're very respectful of other people's religions and they're very respectful of your choice but she made a choice and now she has to commit to that choice and now she's trying to get out of that commitment that's my issue yep i yeah. agree I yeah agree completely exactly and i think she thinks that if she brings him to america she, that it's all going to change that oh. she can go back to being everything she was before she went there and it's not going to be that way he's made it clear he's muslim no matter what country he's in and even in the tell-all, because Gabe was like, what about your kids? His kids are going to be Muslim. He's going to teach them to be Muslim. So I think Nicole thinks that their problems are location-based. Like, she's like, well, if we weren't around all of these other people of his culture, his religion, his family, we could make better choices as a couple. And I, I think that Mahmoud is Mahmoud in any culture, any country, uh, any land, any shore, any waters. He's going to be himself. And thinking that bringing him to L.A. is going to make things better shows how out of touch with reality Nicole is. Like, I feel like when you watch the, the distress in her face tonight on the tell-all, when she was trying to talk sense into him and he was just angry and, and un, unable to be consoled, he was just, like, acting crazy. He's literally walking through the streets of Cairo yelling and screaming and cursing. And she's trying to make sense of his behavior. And you could see in her face, and she's like, I have to fix this and you can't fix it. She's in too deep. She yep. married him, which was a mistake. I hate to say it, it was a mistake. Then she's converted into his religion, which was a mistake. And she went back to Egypt like for the third time, which was a mistake. There's all of these bad decisions. And it's like, I used to be mad at Mahmoud, but I feel like Nicole is the creator of her own problems here. Yeah. Mahmoud has always been Mahmoud. Nicole has been the one who's trying to change him because everyone's like, Mahmoud's trying to change her. And I was like, He's just trying to get her to follow through on the promises that she made to him. Yeah. That's all he's doing. She promised that she would convert and she did. She could have easily said, absolutely not. She did it. So now he's just trying to get her to follow through and she's trying to back out. And it's like, I had to stop my dislike for him because he's only asking her to do what she said she would. Yeah. And it, that's not, not too much to ask. Yeah, I, I agree. That's yeah, I agree as well. All right, guys, so that's what happened on this tell-all. We're going to be back next week. We'll, we'll probably do it this way again, if everybody liked it. We'll do a live, because we used to do the pre-recorded videos and stuff. But I feel like this is more fun, because you guys get to comment, and we get to answer questions and, and yeah. interact. And some of the cast members can join, too, especially after next week, because the tell-all yeah. will be over. So they'll be allowed to talk and be more engaged with um, the lives and stuff. So hopefully some of the cast members will come on and tell us their side because we're just speculating. We don't really know what was going on. We just know what we saw and what was filmed. Hear from their side. Yeah, I would love Yeah, her, um, exactly, yeah. Because we don't know what goes on behind, whenever the camera is shut off. We don't know what goes on and we don't know what's, what's said. So we can absolutely. only speculate. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you to my co-host, Cara and Didi, for joining me. Thank you to all of you, everyone who joined. We're going to save this live. Everybody asked in the beginning if we would save it, so you could go back and watch it, because I know a lot of people probably had to go to sleep. Tomorrow's a normal workday, guys. I don't know why we're up so late. So I will talk to all of you guys really soon. Make sure you tune in to Match Me Abroad and came on after 90 Day Fiance and 90 Day Fiance Love in Paradise because we cover that. And I want to start covering Match Me Abroad. I missed the first and second episode, so we might just catch up all in one. So hopefully, fingers crossed really soon. All right, guys, I'm George Mossy. Oh, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, um, Spotify is the George Mossy Show. Find me on all of those and follow me. And please follow my co-hosts, Didi and Car as well. We'll talk to all of you guys very, very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.